0: If, if your Bible's with you, the, um, if you turn to Acts chapter 6, we're going to have two readings tonight. <coughs> chapter 6, starting at verse 1. And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily. Ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them, and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And if you turn over, tell Acts chapter eight and verse two. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him, and we trust the Lord and bless this portion of his precious truth What we'll a word of prayer. Dear Lords, we abide before thee in thy presence. O God, we're here, and Lord, we'll cry, Lord, for the Holy Ghost to come down amongst us. God, let this place be an open heaven here tonight. God, we're here, and Lord, intensify thy presence amongst us. God, touch each one of our hearts. God, help us, Lord, to be alive for thee, Lord, as never before. Lord, help us to be burning, shining lights. Lord, in the midst of this dark world. God, we commit our lives before thee. I pray you'll undertake, undertake, Lord, for this prayer meeting in every aspect. God, let the Holy Ghost come down in every aspect. In Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight, we're going to take a look at Stephen. I believe that somewhere between chapter 1 of Acts Acts, and chapter 6, This young man Stephen got wonderfully saved. And this man Stephen read of him. He was a man that was full of the Holy Ghost. He was full of wisdom. He was a man that, that knew the Scriptures. And he was a man that he loved the Lord. We read in that passage the last verse we read that there was devout men that carried him to his, his burial and there was great lamentation. That tells me he was a man that was that was much loved. This was a man that that preached the gospel and he preached it he preached it with love. And we see here in chapter 6 and verse 1, there was, there was a problem. The widows were being neglected. And the disciples read in verse 2, and the disciples realized there was a problem. And you know when there's a problem in the church, you need to face it. You need to face it head on. And, these, and the disciples that faced it, they realized there was a problem. And th- they, they chose out seven men of an honest report. And you know, this, this pleased the multitude. This, as it were, solved the problem. And the first man that was, that was chosen was this man, Stephen. And he was chosen because it was full of the Holy Ghost and with power. And I believe that whenever this man Stephen started, started to go round these homes of these widows and went round Jerusalem to visit, to visit different homes where there was problems. We read in this passage that uh, in verse 8 and Stephen, full of faith and power did great wonders and miracles among the people. This man, he saw the supernatural. I believe that this man everywhere he went he saw the supernatural. You know, often I would pray it. You know, whenever somebody gets saved, that they're well born, that they're well saved. You know, we can say about this man Stephen, he was well saved. It wasn't just a. He just wasn't just as were half born, but. He was well saved. This man was in fire for God. This man was a, a, blaze, a blaze for God. I believe that this man, he, 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 he saw many things happen. Because we see here that this man was chosen in verse 5. and And then in verse 7, we see how the word of God increased and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. I believe that this was one of the vessels that God was using, that there were some multitudes was getting saved. I believe that Stephen. He was making a massive impact all around Jerusalem at this particular time. But you know, the enemy didn't like this. And we see here in verse 9 about how the enemy the enemy was disturbed. The enemy was disturbed because there were so many people getting wonderfully and gloriously saved. There was many miracles was been performed. And we see here how the priests and and all the religious leaders went against Stephen. And we see in verse twelve that they caught him. And brought him to the council. But well, you know, this was this was no ordinary council. <clears throat> this was the Sanhedrin. This was the 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 court, the, the highest court in the land. This Sanhedrin. And there was there were seventy one men that sat in this court it was divided there was 24 priests jewish priests sat on one side there was 22 lawyers that sat in the middle and then there was another 24 priests that was from the temple sat on the other side. And then there was the high priest. There was 71 all together. And Stephen, he stood alone. And then there was the accusers that, to his right hand that brought accusi- accusations against him told lies against him. And we see here in verse 11 that there was the two of the accusations that they brought against him that he, he blasphemed he blasphemed Moses and he blasphemed God And we see in verse 13 that they brought these accusations against him. That he, he blasphemed, we see here in verse 13 in the latter part, that the holy place, that's, that's speaking of the temple and and the law. So they're bringing these four accusations Against Stephen, and that these four witnesses or these witnesses tell him, but they were bringing these four accusations against him and but we we'll see here in verse fifteen, and all that sat in the council, looking steadfastly on him, saw him, saw his face. Has it been the face of an angel? You know, this man, his face shone. His face shone for the Lord. You know, we only read about one other man that his face shone for the Lord, and that was Moses when he came down from the mount. This man, he wasn't afraid. To stand up for Jesus. This man was a was alive. We <clears throat> see the zeal of the man. Now they laid these these charges against him. And as we go into chapter seven, there's sixty verses in cha- chapter seven. It's the longest chapter. And the whole book of Acts. And the whole 28 chapters of Acts. Chapter 7. Is the longest chapter. And he starts. um, Then said the high priest. Are these things so? We see here. The challenge. It's brought before Stephen. This man that was full of the Holy Ghost. And he says he says this in verse two and he and he said, Men, brethren, fathers, hearken The God of glory. Now is not is not some statement to start your defence The God of glory. The God of Glory. Now, he says here about the God of Glory appeared unto Abraham, and then it continues on. But I want to tell, turn over, tell um, <clears throat> the um, Genesis eighteen. Genesis chapter 18. I was just meditating on this here. I was preparing the message. And this is the Lord. And the Lord is saying here, And verse 17, Genesis 18, verse 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, saying that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. For I know him. Isn't that a a great statement that the Lord said, For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And then it says this, And the Lord said because of the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which has come unto me and if not I will know it. You know, we're seeing this passage. You know, Abraham is known as the friend of God. And you know, God, he didn't want to destroy Sodom without telling Abraham what he was about to do. And then we see Abraham's prayer to the Lord. He he spoke to the Lord six times. He says, "You know, if there's 50 righteous, and then 45, and then 40, and then 30, and then 20, and then he asks them for the last time, about 10." But I want, I want to, I want to bring this part out. And verse 20. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah. I want to look at that word cry. And then it brings out the word cry again. In verse 21. You know, we are here in this revival prayer meeting. And the pastor mentioned, it wasn't last Sunday, it was Sunday before, the thing. it was. Where he, he mentioned about, there was nine million Abortions has been done in the UK since it become legal in 1967. If you turn with me to Genesis chapter 4 and verse 10. And this was maybe verse 9 till we get the text of it. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. James, you know, I was thinking about the the nine million abortions and to think that the cries of all them unborn children is crying up from the ground. You know, surely, surely the judgment of God is upon this lawn. You know, there's a cry with the nigglery. We're seeing... Was saying in Sodom that the Lord, the Lord came down, and you know He was going to go down to Sodom to see, to see was it really the cry. The, you know when there's a nicotine, when there's sin, there's a cry. When sin's been committed, there's a cry. I know that there's a cry in our land, and you know we we need to pray, and we need to pray as never before. Because, you know, the, the, the sin is very great. But, you know, we see a man here, Stephen. He was a man was not fire for God. You know, he, stu- he stood alone in that courtroom. But, you know, there were 71 religious leaders was in front of him. But, you know, Stephen stood alone. But, you know, he had the Lord with him. He was full of the Holy Ghost. He was full of power. I want to. He went on from Abraham and he, Joseph, and then he went down and he went down to Moses in verse twenty. But I want to, as to turn over. to um, um, Exodus. And it's chapter ten. There's a wee verse in chapter ten. Verse 26, and this is about the state we're in at the minute with the EU. Now, Moses, he was a man that this man, Moses, he stood up for God, but it says here in verse 26. Our cattle also shall go with us. There shall not an hoof be left behind. Do you know that's that's what I pray? That we'll get out of Europe. And you know there'll not be hoof left behind. <laughs> you know that the Europe, Europe will get out of us and and we'll get out of Europe. And you know, There'll not a hoof. there not by hoof left behind. You know, we hear the politicians talking and you know, I'm tired listening to it. I don't know what about anybody else, but I'm really tired listening about about Europe and about Brexit and the whole lot. But you know I do, my prayer is, you know, we'll get out of it. And there'll not a hoof. the not by one hoof left behind. Amen. Amen. They, um, <clears throat> we'll, go, we'll go on a wee bit further here. <clears throat> you know, Stephen, he knew the history of the land. This godly man, he knew God's dealings with the children of Israel. You know, we can, we can go down this passage of of, um, of Acts chapter seven. And there's verse 8. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begot Isaac and circumcised him the eighth day. And Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob begot begot the the twelve patriarchs. Now we see here the detail, the great detail that Stephen went into. And you know, he had no Bible in his hand. He had no notes. But you know, he knew the Word. He knew the Bible. And he went down, he went down, Moses, and how, and how he was born. Verse 21 And when he was cast out, Pharaoh's daughter took him up. And nourished him for her own son. We can can, can go down to verse 36. He brought them out. After that he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt. And in the Red Sea. And in the wilderness. Forty years. You know this man Stephen. He knew the word. But you know. It all changes in verse fifty-one. So it does. It all changes in verse twenty-one and verse fifty-one. You know, he was bringing the message before this court, but you know, he started to apply the message. You're all right preaching the message, but you need to apply it. And he was applying it to, to, to these to these men and he says here he said to these, these men that was in front of him ye stiff necked and arm uncircumcised and heart and ears ye do always resist notice what, what, what he's telling them he's telling these boys that's in front of him he's not afraid of them this man this man's fears. Yes always resist the Holy Ghost of your fathers did so did ye, and then he goes on he goes on a wee bit further here, which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted, and they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one. You know the prophets he was telling them here he says you know the prophets was prophesying you know of the Holy One that was coming. The One the Saviour of the World the King of Glory was coming. He was going to be born of a virgin. And then he goes on here of whom Ye have been now the betrayers and murderers. He's telling them, you know, your sin is much worse even than your father's because you have murdered. You have killed the the king of glory. You took him to a a cross and you nailed him to a cross. You've done your worst on him. And you nailed them to a cross. The just one, the one who knew no sin, but was made sin for you and for me. And you know at that at that cross, but you know we are here tonight and we worship a risen, glorified, exalted Saviour. But you know he's telling these these men that's in front of him. It is is he's telling the truth. He's telling them the whole truth, and he's telling them nothing but the truth. We see here <coughs> he was he was preaching them a message, but he wasn't he wasn't giving them a message just to tickle their ears. He wasn't giving giving them a fairy tale message. But this man, he he was bold, he was fearless, he was fearless for God. We see the sharpness of this man's message. Because we see here in verse 54, when they'd heard these things, They were cut to the heart. They were cut to the heart. And they gnashed on him with their teeth. We see here, it was a message they needed to hear. They needed to hear that message. They heard heard the truth. He he pointed his finger at their sin. He, He brought it down to each one of their personal lives that they were sinners, that they were lost sinners in the sight of a holy God and they needed to repent. You know, they were cut to the heart. I believe there was many of these men. It says here the gnashed with their teeth, but I believe there was a seed was sown, and you know there was a seed was sown as far as the great apostle Paul was, because I believe Saul, Saul of Tarsus, was one of these men that was was in that quadrin, and I believe that he saw this man, and he saw his face shining as it were, of an angel. I believe that Saul starts upon the conviction after the death of Stephen. And you know this man, Stephen, it says here in verse 60, he says, he knelt down, and cried with a loud voice, Lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. You know, this, this sermon was one of the greatest messages, greatest sermons that was ever preached in the whole of the Bible. But you know, this sermon had cost Stephen his life. You know, he didn't bend. He didn't bend. It cost him his life. But you know, whenever he was dying, we read That, you know, it was read in that passage in verse 56. He says, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. You know, what a home call, Stephen God. You know, read in Hebrews. Whenever the the Lord Jesus defeated the enemy, you know, he sat down at the right hand of God. But you know, we see him here in this passage. He He could see the Lord. And the Lord, he was standing on the right hand of God. He was welcoming the first martyr of the Christian church. Home. And you know where we were standing. I know we're here tonight and we're here to pray for a revival. We're here to pray that God will, will save <coughs> save men and women, Ryan Bannelhinch, that'll have such a testimony as Stephen. That'll burn far for God. That'll make a trail for God. I want to finish off my my wife, <coughs> she bought me a book for my birthday. She bought me actually three or four books. So uh, I'm reading through this one here at the minute, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read a sort of a paragraph of it. As um, a nation on fire, 1859 to 63. <coughs> On Friday the 10th of June 19, 1859, a schoolboy in Coleraine, Northern Ireland was under such deep conviction of sin that he could not concentrate on his work. His teachers suggested that he ought to go home and pray by himself and allowed another boy who had only been saved the day before, to accompany him on their way, they passed an empty house and stopped to pray inside it. Where the boy came right through into the assurance of salvation immediately, he insisted on returning to school and announcing, Oh, master!" I am so happy. I have the Lord Jesus in my heart. This affected the whole school in turn. And one by one, the boys slipped out of the classroom and were to be seen kneeling by themselves around the walls of the playground, praying silently. The teacher then asked the first boy who had been saved if he would go out and pray with them. When he began to pray for their forgiveness, they broke out into a bitter cry. So that the boys remaining inside dropped to their knees and began to cry for mercy. The same thing happened in the girls' school, which was upstairs. Parents who called in to collect their children were saved on the spot. Ministers were sent for to help counsel, and the school was not finally cleared until 11pm that night. You know, we want to see that happening again and we want to see that happening in a mighty way. And you know the Lord's not the, ha- hasn't changed. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you know we we need revival. We need an outpouring of God's Holy Spirit in these days. Amen.